I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast, mid-Jan 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who has seen a spot open up for him on the list at Hawthorne. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Oh, happy new year, buddy. How are you? Are you good? I know it's been a bad week for you, but it's good for me and, and I think that's all that matters, isn't it? It's been wonderful for you. You've had a, you've had a big, big week. It has been big. Now, of course, uh, Tom Mitchell uh, went down at training, a training mishap. That's the worst place to have a mishap. Oh, well, I think that brought the ambulance out on the ground and then the Hawthorne people gathered around him, you know, to get around him. Literally and figuratively. I think the understanding is that the tibia and the fibia. Oh, the old double snapperino. That's the worst. Jeez, that would hurt. You haven't broken a bone like that, have you? No. Uh, I've broken a bone in my arm, but not... Okay. I imagine anything that bears weight would really fucking hurt when it snaps. Yeah. And then when the yeah, other one snaps, I reckon. Killer. Yeah, a couple of neurofin, and he would have yeah, been yeah. okay. Do you, think they, do you think they have the, uh, that morphine stick at training, the hand that out? The green whistle? Yeah. I reckon they would have. I, I reckon they'd have the full kit. I reckon they've probably got a defibrillator in the kit. In the kit. That'd be true, actually. Do you think they have... Um, uh, do you reckon they've got uh, access to, like, endone and stuff? Like, the, they, the good uh, Oxycontin? They don't have the uh, defibrillator at Carlton because uh, they don't play with any heart. Now, the point is, <laughs> do you think they've got to keep those morphine sticks under lock and key? They don't just leave, leave them lying around for the, someone to come in and get them? I'm going to say that the boot stutter is not in control of your, <laughs> <laughs> of your green morphine whistle. Otherwise, he'd be fucking... No wonder he loves boot studying. <laughs> He's fucking high all the time. <laughs> so yeah, poor Tommy went down. I think uh, went into the surgery uh, yesterday, so Saturday. Yeah. So uh, he went down on Friday. Friday, uh, Friday noonish, I reckon. Yeah. First training season back uh, session for the back uh, back for the year apparently. What? How? How would you feel if you were that player that did it because it was in a tackling drill if you're yeah, like that's what i wonder yeah. if you're the 45th player on the list and you're like yeah, Fuck, i'm sure. lucky to be here i just got you know i'm a mature age player i just got drafted from werribee you know it's my last chance it's yeah like, yeah i've and got nothing down the brownlow medalist <laughs> yeah you just hear like me wouldn't it you're like Fuck, did someone did you hear that rifle shot go, no, 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 no 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 that was uh that was our best player's leg well, do you remember back in the state of origin in 89 victoria versus australia and tony Andy- hall Andy Collins, which is the one who tackled him, brought down his yeah. own teammate in the mud there at EMCG. Yeah, and did his knee. Um, mm. But do you reckon also, do you just did you think he deserved praise for a fucking good tackle? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it depends. Like, you know, Has that gone go, missing? They, it could be two ways. It could be like, fuck, man, he's such a good tackle. He broke the guy's leg in <laughs> yeah. two places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got to keep an eye on this guy. Well, yeah, straight in the team, pencil him in. <laughs> Fucking good tackler. If we want to take down, you know, if you want to put him on Dustin Martin, <laughs> yeah. bang, bang, leg gone. Fucking old bone crusher over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of him. So, bad you're looking news for to them, get in, You're looking into getting on the team. 
Well, you hate Hawthorne. You, well, you're willing to put up that just to get a ga- game at the AFL. Yeah, well, I just thought because now that uh, there's a, a supplementary list, if you've got a long-term injury, you're allowed to draft one more player and add them to the list to replace them, which can't well, be going to do with Sam Doherty. They're talking about a rookie, a mature-age rookie can do something like that. People are floating around the name of Sam Mitchell. Oh, you reckon Tom he Mitchell. Could, Sam Mitchell could still play. People are saying that is a possibility, that you could chuck the midfield coach into the actual midfield. I mean, would that be on-ground coaching? Would that be too much? No, you know, I don't think... The, I don't think When the runner gets told to leave the ground? And you know what? I, I think uh, AFL fans have missed hating on Sam Mitchell. <laughs> like, he was over in WA, so you only really got to hate him every second week. But if he's yep. back in Victoria and playing again, then I think it just gives a little extra for you know fans out there mm-hmm. to really hate him. But instead of Sam Mitchell, how about they hate on me, right? So I... Because I could replace fucking Tom Mitchell. What is Tom... Like, my ineffective disposal rate is as high as Tom Mitchell's ever was. Because <laughs> what does he do? He handballs it out to players who are half decent. Oh, Isaac Smith, here, have the ball. <laughs> oh, this person over here, here, Ruffy, take it. Here, Jaeger, get the ball away from me. I'm no good. <laughs> I know I've got 48 of these, but fucking you guys do something with it. <laughs> and he said at the Brownlow that he has a diet of barbecue shapes and Kit Kats. Hello. I've fucking been doing that all summer. <laughs> so I'm ready to I'm ready to go. I can replace Tom Mitchell. Uh, I hate Hawthorne, so I can bring them down from the inside. Could you imagine how much fun I could have with James Sicily knowing? Because he loves yelling at teammates. He'd fucking get into me all the time. We'd be a blues on the field. I'd fucking love it. Uh, it's sounding pretty good, man. It's sounding pretty good. And, and I can say safely for all Hawthorne fans, we'd love you down at Waverley. Great. Yes, because yeah. I, um, I reckon me and Clarko, it's just... He, I think Clarko would like me, don't you? Mm-hmm. You'd see eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, I think so. There's just something about me that Clarko would be like, I want this guy around a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, bone like, crusher like, over there. Yeah, yeah, I like his attitude. I like yeah. his attitude. So, Tom Mitchell, it's, it's bad news for him, but it's good news. And, you know, we always struggle to get uh, current AFL footballers on this podcast. If I'm playing weekly, I'm sure the club wouldn't like it that I'm on here, you know, bagging everything about the AFL. <laughs> Shooting your mouth off, yeah, because current players never actually say anything. No. So you're going to call it everyone a cunt. <laughs> and you might have to go in front of the integrity board, I must say. How good it be if I'm on the um, if I'm on the footy show, like the Sunday mm-hmm. footy show, Hawthorne, we've just had a win. We beat Geelong on Easter Monday. I'm on the footy show the next weekend. And they're like, what do you think of it? And I was to say, well, we won even though the umpires were a pack of, you know, lying, <laughs> lying dog cunts. And they're like, okay, that's, uh, we're going to go to the break. And, and think uh, of all the money you can make through a sports bet with all the inside information that you'll have. Exactly. <laughs> so who's playing forward, who's playing back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all over that shit. So we, <laughs> junk timers, will stand to make a lot of money with me on the Hawthorne list. It's win-win for everybody. Win-win for everybody. And you know what's win-win for everybody, Adam? Our live show. Oh, what a link. Yes. Our live show at the Comics Lounge on Sunday, March the 10th, 2019 at 4pm. Comics Lounge in North Melbourne, 26th, Errol Street, I believe. Yes. Uh, this week confirmed comedian guest of Sam Pang. You might know Sam from Nova FM in Melbourne. Uh, have you been paying attention? Also, obviously, Front Bar on the Channel 7. So come along. Sammy will drop his little zingers in there. Yeah, so that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Obviously, uh, we are chipping away which AFL footballs we can get on the show that will say something to us. So we will have some big-name guests to uh, definitely to name in the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on our, on our Twitter and our, uh, and our um, Facebook, and we will update you as soon as we can. And also, Michael, we're into the social media. There's a junk time. Instagram page. On the gram, that's right, yeah. yeah. So it's Junk Time AFL Pod on Instagram, so come along and get your footy fix there. Oh, yeah. mate, we're, we're multimedia. We're on email, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's Facebook. I'll tell hell, you man. what, yeah. next we'll be having a Snapchat. 
Well, I'm on Snapchat, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I send videos to a lot yes, of people. Let's just say some really gro- if you really want the the real AFL news. Yeah. <laughs> you get on Snapchat. Yeah, no, that's where. You, well, I mean, that's where. Uh, that's what got Jake Carlisle into trouble, and I believe that may have been where Josh Bootsma sent his little, uh, his little, yeah, his little dick pic. Yep, he did do that. Snappy. Yeah, that was on um, Snapchat. So yeah, it's it's where legends are made. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, so we're on Instagram, and uh, tickets for our live show available at trybooking.com. Just type in junk time and uh, get your tickets there. Now, time for me to make fun of you for a good seven or eight hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Big weekend for you, Adam, as we were saying. Obviously, you, you know, you're going to put the feelers out to Hawthorne to see if you can you know, make your AFL debut. Yeah, so I'll probably uh, be able to announce that I'm on the list sometime this week. But before that... I mean, announce it on, sma- on Snapchat, okay? Yeah, and be yeah. doing, a, doing a celebratory line when you do it. Go, I made the list. <laughs> <laughs> While people are chatting. I can't see this coming back to bite me. Sausages, yeah. Um, but I acted like an AFL footballer yesterday. You did, you did. Now, you did something. Take the junk timers through the experience before I uh, call, you a, call you a fucking dog for I went. Hour. I went to the Porti Polo. You fucking loser. Now, you know how much of a fan I... Like, I've tried to start up polo podcasts on numerous occasions. Yep, sure. I, I live yep. and breathe polo, I think. Yep. It's pretty safe to say. Like, if you've ever met me and, you know, we'll be at a bar at the footy, whatever, it will always inevitably turn to polo. Polo chat, yeah. Because I love it. I just love I love the horses. I love the sticks that they hit the balls with. I love the field that they run around on. I love the players. I love everything about it, mate. It's just, it's grassroots. That's what it is. Because you're, you're a man of the people, aren't you? You're I a am. man of the people. This I is am. getting back to the, the heart. You know, the, you, can take the, you can take the boy out of the polo, but you can't take the polo out of the boy. That is very true. And so <laughs> I went to the Porti Polo yesterday, and it was a fantastic afternoon. That's all there is to say about it. I don't know what else you need to know. So Porti, if you don't know, is probably about an hour and a half from Melbourne, and we get to how, we get to how would, long I your trip know. was. I wouldn't know. That's about an hour uh, from Melbourne on, on a coast. It's where the Lardy folk have their beach houses and the like. It's very popular, very packed over summer. Eddie McGuire the, the has who's a house who. down there. Yeah, the who's who's down there. Yes, um, I, th- I think it's an hour and a bit, about hour forty-five. If you go on that on that black thing, uh, that people drive on in the their cars, tar is it? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Those dickheads that use that. So, how did you get down to the polo, Adam? Uh, I took a helicopter machine. <laughs> you fucking low dog cunt. <laughs> helicopter. Where do you take the helicopter from for this adventure? Uh, so, okay, so the reason I'm doing all this is because a uh, friend of the podcast, Limo, is commentating down at the, um, down at the, at the Porti Polo, and so I'm his date for the afternoon. So he commentates, and I swan around going from marquee to marquee while he has to do work, and I just enjoy myself. I indulge. So you, they chop at us down there, and you get it from just near the casino on the Yarra River there mm-hmm. in Melbourne. So sort of just near Spencer Street, down the bottom of the city, and... Um, it's a lovely, it's a delightful uh, 20, 25 minute flight. And what kind of what kind of Mikey fee are we looking at for a helicopter ride like that? Like, do you I, just kind of tap it on, tap it off? See, I, I, I don't have to I don't have to worry about any of that stuff, Michael. It's all, I'm <laughs> I'm catered for. I'm taken care of. You know, I don't need to know stupid things like how much a chopper flight down to Porty would be. So you get into the chopper. So it's yourself and Limo. Other people are they loading up the chopper? Yes, there were two girls who were flying down to Porty with us, and then there was the other guy, Glenn, who was the uh, fellow commentator, and also he was a polo player. He works for the Packers. Um, no way, a double yeah. threat. Yes, yeah. So he commentator and polo player. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's got it all. He's got it all. So um, we chop it down there. It's about twenty twenty five minutes. It's a, it's a lovely little flight, Michael. I do recommend it if you're ever down that down that way. How high do you reckon you go in a helicopter? 
I've never been in one. You know what? I was going to ask that question yesterday because you go pretty much, uh, you're straight, because it's so close to the beach, you're straight into the bay. So you just cut through the middle of the bay, Port Phillip Bay in Victoria. Um, 80 metres maybe? Okay. Yeah, it's it's not like super high. You can you can see like um, you can see the depth of the bay, and you can see boats really clearly. So you're not up really high. What are your chances of survival if you reckon if it f- it all turns to shit? Yeah, see, so I don't mean like the propellers fall off. Like they're still going, but you know the mechanics aren't working well. Well, he you have to put on a life vest. You have to like put it around your body, um, mm-hmm. so it's on. And then if you go down, and they, they talk you through this because he can land on the water. He said so. You can get out and then put your um, life vest on properly. Mm-hmm. So they seem pretty confident. I would like okay. to. I'd, I would assume that uh, it would be sweet fuck all chance of surviving because uh-huh. every um, helicopter crash I've seen in a movie, and most of my helicopter knowledge is based on Black Hawk Down. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, they, they, they were going to Apollo tournament as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, in Somalia there. Yeah, they love um, Apollo tournament in Somalia. <laughs> they're heavily armed at the Apollo, <laughs> but they do love it. Uh, so he, the, the pilot uh, Tim, seemed to think that we would be okay because he was very calm about it. He's like, "I'll oh, land it on the water and then you hop out." But okay. I can't see that happening. Because the thing about the helicopter too is the rotating things at the top, yeah. propellers, yeah. yeah. And so they often, from what I've seen of crashes of helicopters as well, uh, on, on my um, Snapchat, <laughs> I subscribe yeah. to many different, uh, <laughs> is that the propellers are still going. So that's the tricky thing. When you know, the helicopter goes off balance, then the propellers just start going, well, this could go anywhere. Yeah, it's not a good thing to have a high spinning thing Near your head, basically, now, and also I think, it's that, you, I think it's that rear rotor that is the one that you worry about because if that if you lose that, mate, from what I've seen, you're spinning around and then you then you fuck. Oh, okay. Hey, take me through this. So on Friday when Tom Mitchell went down, you put out tweets and the like about how there's going to be prayer service with me at the yep. MCC. Everybody had to wear a collar. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you deal with that knowing that you caught a fucking helicopter <laughs> to the polo? You fucking low dog. <laughs> Man, it's a completely different thing. You, yours is a sustained snobbery, whereas mine just peaks for one day of the year. I had to earn mine. You know, just some some lardy da who just swans in. Yeah, no. How did how did you earn that? Because you were born in Malvern. <laughs> okay, we get to the polo. What happens next? Okay. Uh, so we're at the polo super early. So we the polo did, it, the first game doesn't start till eleven. We were down there at about quarter to ten. So then I went and met some of the horses and some of the players. Oh, yeah. Which I hadn't done the previous year. So, And I didn't know this in the polo. We learned this yesterday. They rotate the horses heavily through. So a horse doesn't play the full game, the four full chuckers. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So does the horse know when to come off, like at the three-minute mark? They've got their rotations worked out? Yeah, yeah. And if the horse is down the other end of the ground, he stays on. Yeah. And they, just, they, they can't get him off. They're like, get off. And he's like, oh, mate, he sees his hamstrings starting to you know, get tight and he's just fatigued. Is it also that thing if a horse kicks a goal or gets a goal? Straight off. Straight off, yeah. Straight off, yeah. And he's, and he's, he's on the phone to the coach. <laughs> and the coach is like, stop taking a shit in the forward pocket, mate. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no worries. I've never, um, I've never been cl- uh, that close to a uh, horse before. They are spectacular up close. They're incredible. They, they, yeah, they really are. And they're fucking frightening. I'm, I was shit yeah. scared of horses before that. And they kind of, when you walk behind them, they kind of lift their leg, like one leg up a little bit. And I just kept thinking, I'm going to get a back kick. To oh, the yeah, man. Here. Don't walk behind them. Yeah. 
No, but you can. We uh, we asked that guy Greg, and he's like, yeah. "Oh no, totally. These horses are completely calm. They're not." He goes, "Race horses don't get anywhere near him." He goes, "They're mad." Ah, okay. But polo horses, they're a lot calmer. You could walk in amongst them. We walk behind them. You could huh. do everything, and it was fine. Punch now, them in the face. They were cool. Was uh, Gil's uh, Argentinian mate there? That is a good question. Do you know his name, perchance? Because uh, there, there was there were, there were a couple of Argentinians there, so. I mean, I guess if you've got the visa, you've got to use it. Oh, I mean, uh, he came in for purely above board reasons and the like. So, Mate, I've got nothing, no problem with that. He's here to play polo. I don't understand. <laughs> There's nothing more above board than a than a nice, uh, you know, relaxing game of polo with your mates. I, I don't. I, I, don't get I found it you're... really strange why people thought it was odd that you'd have to call up the Department of Immigration to ask about getting a. Argentinian polo player into the country. I don't like where this is headed, but I met some of the <laughs> polo players, and uh, they were they were really nice guys. Um, how many people on a team? So there's four, four per team. Really, I thought it'd be more than that. No, because I think it just gets too busy. You know, it, it's too much um, flooding, oh, and yeah, okay, so they, they sure. pulled it back. It's maybe this was like the AFLX version of it, but there was four per team out there. And yeah, when sure. <laughs> the super duper. Yeah, uh, and they, goals? yeah, they were using a silver ball. That yeah. we couldn't. See. Well, I think they were. I couldn't see it. It was just. Um, but when when eight horses are around one little ball, which is about the size of a cricket ball, that's yeah, sure. that's a lot of fucking. That's a lot of uh, weight and mass over one ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always talked about the game isn't really what it was. A free flowing style that we had back in the eighties. Nah, um, they've, yeah, they've certainly changed it. About, yeah, flooding back and forth. Uh, are they? I think they're even talking about bringing in, um, you know, the uh, starting positions. Two, two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were gonna. I think they were gonna have the uh, two hundred and forty meter goal square, but they they, <laughs> they, decided, they decided against it. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> so I met the horses and met the uh, and met the players. And one guy was playing all three matches. So by the end of the day, so imagine riding a horse would take it out of you. This is competitive. You know, you're pulling on the reins. You're making it run around and do turns and chasing the ball. He'd be knackered after three after three full matches. And so, is it just kind of like an exhibition, or is it actually a winner in the end? Well, of course there's a winner, mate. It's polo. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two teams play, then another two teams play, and those winners play off in a final. Uh, no, no, no. They're two totally separate games. So, you just play your one game, and then you win. Oh, okay. Oh, So, I believe, okay. I believe in the first game. So, the first game, so, uh, so we've met the horses, we go back out. And so, then... it's polo a bit like, like they've like got under, you know, under fours, and then under, under sixes, you... and then under eights or something? Do you know horses... Can uh, some of the horses are up to twenty years of age? Isn't that interesting? I thought I don't know. I never thought of an old horse. I thought they'd be dead or something. I'd just give up. <laughs> <laughs> I just I've never thought about how old horses get because you only ever sure. hear about you know four year olds in the race or you know. So one a... one horse is basically like the 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 Dustin Fletcher of polo. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah he's tripping he up the horse. Comes out for his four hundredth game with his kid. Yeah. And like, that's a 10-year-old. And it's like almost as big as a 20-year-old. Yeah, and he trips other horses up. He's a bit of a dog. He's not even... Even the other horses call him a dog, which is weird. Um, so the first match, traditional rivals here. Uh-huh. Port- Portsy were playing Sorrento. Oh, shit. Mate, oh, shit. Mate, you want to see, see people just... Fuck, the energy in the crowd was... <laughs> Non-existent because no one sure. watches the polo. Oh, really? Okay, gotcha. They weren't just throwing pims at each other. It's, so basically, they are. So everyone's there's marquees. So there's not really a uh, like a public bar. You have to buy 
uh, well, the bits that I saw anyway. So there's marquees and you get your free drinks in there and it's just a party that happens to have horses running around in the background. Uh-huh, okay. And so Limo was doing the commentary and it's for the course, but after a while, because it gets so loud in the marquees, no one can hear him. Yeah, sure. I figure the commentary were one of those things where it's kind of interesting for about 10 minutes and you're kind of into it. Yeah. But then eventually it just becomes a long time and you're just going, what, what can I really say now? Well, yeah, and I, I mean, they did commentate, you know, so-and-so's hit the ball and he's turning it up and he's hoping to hit it over there. and you so, know, meter perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never Mr. seen a... F- f- Mr. Fluffy like a cork in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a horse sell hoof candy. <laughs> but it's happened. But you I tell you what... Horses um, can I mean, shake and bake. <laughs> I tell you what, though, a lot of horses are delicious. That's an actual fact. <laughs> They're delicious. That is very true. And uh, when, it, when it was a foot race, I tell you what. Oh, they could get, get up some steam. Yeah, they, they got... Uh, so, so no one's really listening to that. So that. But like you said, you watch it for about 10 minutes and you're like, oh, those motherfuckers from Sorrento, I hate yeah, them. Oh, get them. Yeah, I, I hope... Oh, this is fucking... This is the worst thing since negative gearing almost got taken yeah, down. Sure. You know? So then that game plays out. I think a game... I think it was about seven and a half minutes per chucker, which is a quarter. Yes. And so the games were a little bit over half an hour, I suppose. Oh, so they're quite quick. They are quite quick, and there are only three on the day. So there's a bit of time in between them. Uh-huh. So you've got, you know, your fashions on the field, obviously. You've got your divot stomp. So they, people, the crowd come out onto the field and they stomp all the divots because the, the horses... Ah, the holes back in together. Yeah, because the horses are too fucking la-di-da to get back yeah, together yeah. and do it themselves. Uh, some of them some, just don't want to get their feet dirty, mate. Yeah, uh, and so you're true. walking around. So what kind of marquees are we talking about? Who who is the sponsor of the overall thing? What's the uh, point of this fucking thing? Is what I'm trying to get to. How dare you, mate? I told you it's all about polo. Uh, <laughs> Alpha Romeo were one of the main ones. To yep. our, our good friends at Alpha. Um, yeah. Stella Artois was another yeah, gotcha. another big marquee down there. So this, if you imagine, if you've ever seen what the birdcage at the um, Melbourne yes. Cup Spring Racing Carnival is like. That's sure. what it's like down there, except... Uh, Matani, any Matani marquee? There wasn't a chicken salt marquee, but perhaps <laughs> we could get one going next year. That's a great yeah, idea. That would be sick. Yeah. Um, so so, there's so that, I, I'd started out in the Point Nepean one, which I, I don't know what they do, but it was just uh, shitloads of champagne and Pims and uh, Stella beer, and it was, it was delightful. So when I, I messaged you yesterday saying, I hope you choke on an oyster. Yep. And then you immediately showed me a picture of someone shucking an oyster. Would that be the point of pain, Marquis? <laughs> it was. It was. So they have a person going around shucking uh, fresh oysters. So they have like, like a, a utility belt with about five bins in the front of it. Fuck. And they carry around fresh oysters and they shuck them and they say, would you like uh, lemon or Tabasco or pepper or would you like it natural, sir? And I, I chose, I sampled all of them, Michael, because I'm, you know, I just like to see what everything tastes like. You know, I'm just, I'm a sampler of life. Something, something tells me that if ISIS, like, targeted the Porti Polo, like, yep. everyone would be like, oh, that's, that's a bit annoying, but <laughs> we can live with this one, okay? <laughs> I, I don't like what you're getting at there, mate. I'm keeping the oyster industry alive, Michael. Uh, and so who are some of the who's who around there? Uh, let me guess, Juddy and uh, Beck Judd would have been there? Yes, they were. They have their own tent, the Jagged Tent. So they have their uh, their athletic uh, wear, yep. Jagged. So they have a tent down there. I uh, I wandered down to that one later in the afternoon. And Did uh, you see Juddy? Did you have a chat? I did. I had a chat to Juddy, yeah. Oh, that's to, cool. Good to see um, you. The great man, you know, friend of, uh, friend of the podcast. 
I but it was. Gibbo, there was a lot of footballers in real life. I was going to oh. say, I think Gibbo might be floating around. No, no, Josh Gibson. That is a very good call. Uh, Julie let me Bishop. Have think. She's not a footballer, uh, but Julie Bishop was there. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe like a Rachel Finch or something like that would be there. I didn't see her. No, I didn't see. I, didn't, I don't reckon I saw any, um, any models. I saw a few bachelors. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're big on that kind of stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the bachelors was there and he had, you know, how you can have those, um, like, uh, is it a grappling hook? You know, those hooks that you use for when you're rock climbing? I don't know if you've ever seen them. I can't remember the name. Like a carabine clip, I think they're called. Something like that, or carabine okay. hook. One of the bachelors had one of those on his belt loop, which, you know, a lot of people do, but he had attached to that sunscreen. Cause you oh, know, okay, yeah, okay. No, I reckon that might have been a, maybe a freebie that's been handed out. I've seen that at a couple of functions where people have, um, yeah, have that. A little a little box, a little thing of sunscreen? Oh, it, was, it was bigger than a... It was like the size of a biro, I guess. No, I, I don't reckon it was. Okay. A, I don't reckon it was a sample. Not a promo. He, just what he no, does. No, he just he needed it one to be nearby and two so that no one was going to steal it. Because okay. it was only like it was only like twenty two degrees down there yesterday. It was perfect conditions for polo, by the way. <laughs> um, and he just needed it, obviously, on the go. Like, oh, feeling a bit hot. Bang, put it straight on. There we go. Yeah. Hey Tim, uh, do you want to? Oh, bang. Sorry, putting putting uh, that on. So you go through the day, they eventually have the winners and the like. Yes. Uh, what do they do? Hand over the cup? Do they do a, do a lap of honour? Do they go, you know... They do um, have a presentation. Sir Alfred Scott, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, someone pulls up their cravat. Yeah, sure. Into a choking... Uh, uh, do they do that? Do they go, you know, I want to get, I want to get, you know, uh, Mr. Ed up here on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve this. Yeah, stuff like that. You know what they do have in between? They have a race between a horse... And a human and someone uh-huh. on a bike. So they obviously okay. give them, uh, you know, a bit of a handicap. And then they, they race around. It's, it's amazing to, to see, Michael, just how fast a horse is and will win every time. They clearly get the handicapping wrong. And so we get into the end. You, you, what, what time are you heading out of there? Like, what time are you coming home? So I probably left a bit, a little bit after six, I reckon. We got the chopper yep. back. It was very, ooh, I was pretty boozed when I was in the, uh, in the final chopper. I had some delightful food, though. The canapes down there were next level. I commend the people down at the Porti Polo. I had, uh, like, a little, a tiny little bread basket that was full of soft cheese, Michael. You would have you loved it. I know you're Fuck a celiac. Hell. You're a celiac. I don't know if they had tiny little gluten. Oh, that's right. It was a bread pillow. My mistake. <laughs> it was a bread pillow that I was eating. <laughs> but the footballers in real life that I saw down there, uh, Tom Lynch was down there. Yep. So he must be loving life. Like he's back in Melbourne and he's going to events where people are at and he's not surrounded by schoolies and people recognise him and come up to him and talk to him. And he goes, oh, fuck. This is what it's like to play AFL footy in Melbourne and not be some unrecognised schmo on the Goldie. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he must be loving it down there. And and anyone anyone else? Uh, so Nathan Brown was there, and obviously uh, a lot of people were talking to him about Tom Mitchell's leg break because he had his own. Of course, yeah, yeah. So he he was like, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been great, and just uh, dredging up a lot of dark memories. I love having those memories back. What's that? A PTSD? Oh, what? Oh, no, my God. And, <laughs> and there's a helicopter nearby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else was down there? Luke Darcy. Was, oh, yeah, the Darcy uh, Duke, of course. Jaeger O'Meara was down oh, yeah. there. He'd fit in. He'd fit in down there. Yes, yes. He does uh, does dress like a hipster. He's a very handsome man in the, in the flesh. Hey, Adam, we'll wrap up the polo there. Hey, tell you what. what? That, 
mate, I haven't told you about all the canapes I ate. There was a lot of little <laughs> um, cucumber thing that was hollowed out with like a little mousse in there. That was delicious as well. You love your pods, don't you? I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Let's talk about one called Parental Guidance Recommended by Teresiakis, comedian and writer and entertainer Teresiakis. It's Australia's most honest and entertaining parenting podcast. It's really hilarious. I've listened to a bunch of these episodes, Adam. You don't really like them, parent or not. I mean, actually, I don't think you're allowed to listen to pods that have the word child in it, but (laughs) (laughs) that's a very unique law. I think there's a super injunction on that. Yeah. Um, But guests like comedians Lawrence Mooney, Carl Wilson, Fiona Lachlan, Ross Noble, even people like Isa Buttrose and Tom Gleeson as well, comedian Tom Gleeson, on the show talking about their life and times as a parent. A lot of laughter and... And Adam, not surprisingly, a few tears as well. A few tears. Now, that's what you want from a podcast. I want my heart strings tugged. But it's a really, really good listen. And uh, it's kind of a series of questions from Terry. And she asked questions such as, such as, you know, when have you really cracked it at your kids? Like, when's, when's the time, you know, you've really lost it? And I, I can't remember times when my parents absolutely stupidly cracked it at me. I mean, there were a couple of times, you know, they put me in the basement and, you know, I could only have water. You, you, would have been, you would have been a good child, I reckon. I wasn't much of a troublemaker, no. I remember no. when I was, I remember when I was about 11, I reckon. You know what I reckon your parents would have said? They would have gone, fuck, he's boring. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, he doesn't do anything, the little yeah. cockhead. He just goes, <laughs> look at him. He's got his fucking Dermot Brereton jumper on. He masturbates to fucking oh, footy records. Mate. Dirty, Put down the footy record, what are you doing in the bathroom with a footy record, Michael? <laughs> nothing, man, nothing. Why are, these, why are these pages of Dermot Burton's hooked on football <laughs> stuck together? He's going in the jungle tonight, mate. It's going to be sick. Hang on, um, Dermy's going in the jungle? Dermy's going in the jungle. I didn't know that. Yeah, breaking news. Okay, thank you. Uh, I remember a time when my mum said fuck to me for the first time, so she's like, no, we, I'm not going to fucking blah, blah. And I remember like, oh, that was real. Like, I don't think I'd heard her say fuck before. I don't and reckon said, I've ever heard it, uh, and it was said in real anger, too. What had you done? Do you remember? I actually can't quite remember. I think, yeah, I think I was just being a bit of a shit, but it really yeah. got to her. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the way she puts it... She, you, probably, she, you probably were mean to the family help. <laughs> <laughs> you probably talked down to the nanny. And your mum, just like had, <laughs> your mum had just had enough of it. I mean, we, we were a pretty free swearing house uh, once we got to kind of a certain age. And the way I put it, mum will say... Uh, she'll get, I'll say the C word And she'll be like Oh Michael You and say I'm the going, C word In front of your mum I say the C word In front of my mum Yeah Do you? Fuck Yeah all the time I would Like never, never It's not never. never directed at her It's like <laughs> Well no If she's acting like one Oh fine No it's never It's always like We'll get on So it's like never It's never in, in anger it's, It'd be the kind of story Where I'm like Oh I tell you what Fucking Rosie did the other day The cunt <laughs> He went to the fucking polo <laughs> But she'll be Michael, and I'm like, hey, I've heard you say it. And she says, I've only ever said it when I've been quoting you or your brother. <laughs> your mum says it. That is... <laughs> but no, no, every now and then, she probably would say, see. Barbara, Chandler, <laughs> please. Uh, but what about you? Parents cracking it. Well, I'll try and... I'll do one that kind of... I can see why mum did this, and it sums me up. But uh, when, when I used to play cricket in the backyard, if I got out, mm. not happy. Temp, tantrums, throwing bats, smashing wickets, the works... And uh, got so bad one evening that mum turned the hose on me. Oh, awesome. Yeah, just hosed me down. It was just like, I've had, enough of awesome. I've had enough of this little fucking idiot. And yeah. so just got the hose, bang, hosed me down. I don't remember what happened after that. I it wouldn't have calmed me down, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> 
I think that was the time mum had to go to hospital because I beat her with the hose while she was in a rolled up carpet. We'll check out Parental Guidance Recommended with Terry Siakas and many celebrity friends probably in your iTunes or the ABC. Check out ABC podcasts online and you can get all the episodes. There's probably about six or seven of them downloaded already. Yeah, great. Check it out. Hey, doing some footballers in real life, Adam? Mate, I got my fix yesterday, but yeah, give me, give me some. Yeah, sure. Okay, here from Sean. I haven't read this one yet, so I might get halfway through it and be like, oh, no, we can't read that out. <laughs> uh, from Sean, I was holidaying with my dad on the Gold Coast over the new year. Oh, hello. That's the way to do it. Someone's going all right, aren't they? That's Someone's the way doing... to bring in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. High as a kite. One day, we saw a group of young men sitting shirtless in the front yard of a house next to our Airbnb. Turned out that Gold Coast Sun's young gun, Lockie Weller, lived next door. And Alex okay. Seaton, Took Miller, uh, Nick Holman, Darcy McPherson and Harrison Wig were all hanging out at his place, enjoying the last few days of their Christmas break. Can I just say, fantastic effort to name five Gold Coast players who no one... Like, even, I reckon Stewie Jew would walk past them. They'd be like, no, Stewie, he's like, who are you? That's what I was thinking when I was reading out those names. I was like, that's actually quite incredible, Sean, that you did that. Well done. Yeah. I doff my cap uh, and, and Adam, <laughs> Adam dops his pims. Um, I messaged this to my old junior teammate and current Swans player, Will Brody, and he told me to go over and say hello, which I did, and they invited me to take a seat and chat with them. They were all really nice guys. Definitely cemented the Suns as my second favourite team behind the Mighty Cats. Well, that's very lovely. Isn't that nice? So you would expect that of the Gold Coast boys. I imagine, you know, they're not, they're not getting a lot of love. So when they get recognised, they're like, come over, mate. I reckon and then a you're little like, bit. And then like an hour later, you're like, oh, I've got to go. They're like, no, no, no. Don't, no, no, got, no, no, no. Please. Please. Keep talking. Keep tell talking. Us, tell us what yeah. it's like with the MCGs, like 70,000 people. <laughs> What's it like having, you know, having traffic on the way to the footy? What's that like? Tell us uh, about it. What's it like to live in a place where you don't have teenagers just... Peeling off their face every every November. <laughs> what's um What's it like playing footy in September or going to the footy? Is that fun? What's it like? What's it like winning? <laughs> when after a game and you sing the song, is it oh, fun? What's it like? What's a Gating Red Pukaki like? I've never had one. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Bartell. Oh, this from uh, from Adrian. Jimmy Bartell at St. Vincent's Gardens in Albert Park. Jimmy was with his daughter on the playground, pushing her on the swing. He looked pretty relaxed, and later was joined by his partner. The lovely Nadia. She would have been at the polo, surely. She was. I did see oh, her down at the polo. Bang, yes. I can pick them. Yeah. They put but their daughter... Didn't see Jimmy. She flew solo. I don't like that. They're a team. Obviously, they pushed their kid on the, um, on the swing together. They did. They put their daughter in the stroll and headed off into the sunset. Isn't that nice? This is a nice one right here. Gil McLaughlin. Hang on, but can we just talk quickly? Jimmy Bartell is now on the GWS board. What do you make of that? Is that, is that sacrilege no, for Geelong isn't fans? It, it's the Geelong board, isn't it? I thought it was GWS. No, I'm pretty certain Geelong board. No, I... Okay, I am just... I'm going to search that right now. Okay, I'll read that these uh, footballers in real life. Because yep. I don't think... They wouldn't live in Sydney. He's doing radio and stuff in Melbourne. Yeah, Adam, it's, it's, Adam it's impossible to have one person in Sydney communicating <laughs> with another person in Melbourne. No, that is, that is a very good point. And can I just say, you know what is really nice on this podcast is to be able to call you out in real time. He's huh. on the Giants board, you fucking moron. No, you footy, you dickhead. Really? Giants board? I find that fascinating. Maybe he's huh. up there to look after, you know, he's, he's, our ex-teammate is uh, Shane Mumford and he's gone fucking hell. It looks like some fun up at, up at the Giants. I'm getting me some of that fucking sausages action. 
Jeez, I can leave a blind up there. Get get the, get the old trouble and strife and daughter out of there. Yeah, exactly. And I'm up, get up to some I'm real time. Get up to the bloody giants. Fucking <laughs> real time. Uh, so trickle Geelong royalty. Is that not hurting you? And you're not like going Jimmy Bartell. How can I you do it, this? I do find it a really interesting decision. I think I might have just thrown the G in the headline. Just thought Geelong. Yeah, no, that makes uh, sense. Gil McLaughlin trick-or-treating on Halloween. He was with his partner and child and was very sheepishly following them around as they went from house to house at St. Vincent Gardens in Albert Park. He looked very, very uncomfortable. Is someone, someone spending an inordinate amount of time at St. Vincent Gardens in Albert Park, by the way. Well, we've got another one. Tim Watson in Albert Park walking his dog uh, wearing horizontal striped shorts and a baseball cap. And here we go. Brad or Chris Scott with his child at the Fishmonger in South Melbourne. He looked like he was waiting for someone to finish buying some fish. I really couldn't figure out which of the Scott brothers it was, an eternal mystery. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. Do you reckon Gil would be good to go trick-or-treating with, or do they, does the kids suffer at their hands? Like, you know, they see Gil coming up the thing, and they're like, you're ruining football, bang. A little bit, yeah. A little I bit think, of a trick. I think, keep, I think you'd keep your head down. The kid, the kid comes in just covered in eggs. It's like every house, fucking trick. No, um, no, no treats for me. But the big question is, what do you think Gil would dress up as? Well, I was thinking like uh, Lurch from um, the Munsters or the Adams okay. family. He's a, a big, tall guy. Like, what is he, yeah. about six foot five or something? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, he's very, very tall. I like to think he goes as Andrew Dimitriou. <laughs> <laughs> this is, he puts on like a... What would be a padded Santa suit, but he puts a suit on over the top of that. <laughs> and then he goes as Andrew Demetriou. Or, be... or he goes as Wayne Jackson. That would be awesome. Uh, too many people go as Wayne Jackson, though. <laughs> you, know, you know when you're out, you're out yeah, yeah. Training, yeah, you're you like, all you those see kids. all the advertising of the parties. It's like, you know, yeah. get your sexy Wayne Jackson outfit. <laughs> exactly. Every kid these days. That's oh, fucking Wayne Jackson. Get some, get some originality, you idiots. Uh, here we go from Elliot. This will be our final one. We'll wrap it up here. Footballers in real life having a surf at Burley Heads when leader of the AFLX franchise, the Flyers, an all-around good bloke, Nathan, five paddles up next to me. As a fan of the great man and the Dockers, hey, and the Flyers. Don't forget that, Elliot. You've got to keep the faith. <laughs> I said g'day and asked how his training camp was going. He said, very well, gearing up for a big day the next day before paddling off to have a chat to teammate Connor Blakely in the surf. Oh, they're all hanging out with each other, aren't they? Now, was Connor Blakely the man that got in trouble for going for a surf? Remember there was that Frio Dockers player? I mean, called I in sick, I think, and then yeah, went for yeah. a surf? Called in sick. Um, let's have a look. Fremantle surfer. You can you can fact check this one, yeah. But I so reckon you know. that. Uh, you keep talking, mate, because I'm I can't type and talk. You know, I'm not that. I'll talk of... about our live shows. We head off. We're going to do uh, trybooking.com. Type in junk time. Sunday, March ten at four p.m. Sampang already confirmed, and we got a few nibbles out to people, and they're hopeful nibbles too. They're not just like people going, "Nah, get lost." You know, we go like we're we're going to get some pretty sick acts. Here we go. Yep, they've dumped him from the team for disciplinary reasons. This is our 29th of June, 2017. Yeah, so it's Connor Blakely. So, oh, all of a sudden, Fifey, you know, fucking, you turn him in. You're fucking doing oh, wait, it. Yeah, that's right. Ratty, yeah, uh, sorry, f- um, the captain Fife. of the Flyers, yeah. he ratted him out, didn't he? He did. They ratted him out. He sold him up the stream. Even though they're teammates, he goes, oh, fuck you. I'm telling Ross. Tell him Ross the boss. <laughs> so he gets him in trouble. Do you reckon now Blakely's like, oh, fucking hell, Fife's here. I'm going to swing the other fucking, way. I'm fucking, you're going to go tell that parking inspector I've been there for an hour ten, are you? You fucking dog. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Go buy a fucking... I'm not even buying Pirate Bay. I'm going to buy the competitor to Pirate Bay because I hate you so much, Nat Fife. I, I tell you what, I'm going to brag for the Rampage. Fuck you, Fifey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe he was surfing in a Rampage uh, wetsuit. <laughs> Fifey's like, mate, come on. He goes, no, nah, mate, you're a fucking rat. <laughs> We're going to hit the road. We're Junktime Apple Pod at Gmail, Junktime Apple Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram right now. Bang. And we're going to hit the road. Uh, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Because I'm a Hawks player. Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.